0: but i do rem- i mean that zach and cody episode is like
1: ingrained in my brain yeah
0: it's like tattooed on my brain i know
1: yeah. i i don't know why you know there are so many episodes of sweet life and zach uh, zach and cody and this was one of them where i, I like what well, really isn't
0: isn't selena gomez in it is that am i wrong
1: wow that's amazing i don't remember that but that maybe amazing. i'm wrong
0: Hello and welcome to episode
2: 8484
0: of Theatre Nerds.
1: I'm your host, Rachel
0: Jones. And I'm your other host, Taylor Reed. This, this is the part of the podcast where we do silly bits and voices. Theatre Nerds <laughs> is a podcast about our obsessions with theatre, where we will explore all aspects of theatre musicals, and everything in between. I like how your old person is British. Is it British? I don't know. <laughs> it's like mid, mid-century. Mid, mid, it's, it's my... It's, it's, my
1: it's giving Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Guys, this podcast is not set up to be a deep dive into technique or theater history, but we're hopeful that no matter if you're an enthusiast like us, Or if you've only seen your construction worker's production of Something Rotten Jr., you'll enjoy this podcast. So cue the orchestra and come nerd out with us.
0: In case you guys didn't know, you can find us on all major podcast platforms. That's right.
1: You can and you should leave us a Mm -hmm. star rating and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.
0: Yeah, and I think this is the time to shout out our Norway listeners. Yes,
2: you're good job. Thank you.
0: Reaching out. We got some info that we're like streaming somewhere in Norway. I don't know.
1: (laughs) that but, the, like that everyone in norway really enjoys this podcast and yes. you know what we see you and we yeah. are thankful for you and soon we'll launch a patreon to come do a live show in norway
0: that's right yeah live show in norway get it twen- trending on threads
1: <laughs> hashtag <laughs> Nerd's yeah. live show 2024 yeah. norway
0: That's a long hashtag. Well,
1: it is a long hashtag. It's
0: going to happen. That's like the whole thing. Okay. Maybe just N-Way, N-Way, just to make it a little shorter. See how I feel about it. (laughs) To find out more about the Theater Nerd cult that we're all a part of, check us out at theaternerdpod.com, or you can also find us on Instagram and threads at theaternerdpod and on Facebook at theaternerdpodcast.
1: In today's episode, we're introducing our new series, Playback.
0: All right, Rachel, here we are.
2: Taylor. Lovely
0: early morning record, e- e- EMR is what we're calling it.
1: Oh, and um, in case you can't, if, if Taylor does an amazing job editing this, like miracles yeah. might happen and you might not be able to yeah. hear construction. Miracles do happen often. That's <laughs> true. But um, Taylor and I are both having construction happening at our house, and That's Taylor right. and I don't live together. We live states apart. Mm. We yeah. did not plan this. Um, 2,000 just, miles
0: apart? Is that how? No, it's probably no, not that long.
1: It's, it's like 591 <laughs> miles or something.
0: <laughs> Rachel's, Rachel knows exactly. I'm going to look it up while Rachel's vamping.
1: Um, yeah, anyway, so we both are having construction, so we apologize for the construction noises, hence our little cutesy intro. Um,
0: yes, the construction workers are putting on a performance right now.
1: Of something wrong, of, specifically. Of something
0: wrong, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you guys were working on
1: right their eggs. Eggs.
0: 704 miles. That's, oh, okay. That's, that's how long. Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah. I was
1: closer than you. True.
0: True. <laughs> I thought it was gonna be closer to a thousand, so it is, you know. Okay. Um yes, they're working anyway. on their eggs, not like not like yeah, yeah. I just I don't know. The eggs start. musical. They're,
1: anyway. omelets. they're omelets. omelet. They're omelet.
0: Omelette, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, but today we're just inter- intro. <laughs> if I can talk, oh my gosh, we're we're introducing a new series. Um, but we'll get to that because first we need to do our
2: our appetizer what's segment. The, oh. What's the oh, what's the appetizer?
0: appetizer? Yeah, Rachel, come on, it's
2: up to um, you.
1: I'm thinking it's steamed or fried dumplings.
0: Ooh, Ooh. That, that's kind of a meal too. I will say,
2: but yes.
1: Okay, but I'm thinking of it more <laughs> as an appetizer. Yeah.
2: I That's because that. there's yeah. so
1: much happening in the news this week.
2: It's true. That
1: it is almost a whole meal.
2: Yes. If not, I it love
1: is
0: that. a whole meal. I love that. And, of course, this is our current Broadway theater news segment, What's the Buzz? What's the Buzz? Tell me what's
2: happening. What's the Buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the Buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the Buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the Buzz?
0: like weird like pyramid dance almost like i'm like, What's up? I'm like
1: shrugging my shoulders That's
0: yeah kind of she's the shrug imagine.
1: I can't imagine this song even though it's not in amazing joseph and the amazing technicolor dream i can just imagine it mm-hmm. right next to the the couch. oh yeah it
0: is very similar you're right you're right mm-hmm. it is so first off what we have here um is Lots of well, lots of things coming to Broadway, which we will talk about. So many things. Insane. Insane. Which, um, hint to our
1: episode in the future, also, Correct. where we will yes. deep dive into some of that.
0: Yes, yes, we'll talk about all of these. Um, but some casting stuff, Rachel, first of all. Speaking of Rachel, is really what I, I should oh, say. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. Good transition.
0: Rachel McAdams of Notebook and... It's funny, this picture is All You There Got, It's Me, Margaret, which is one of my favorite movies of the year this year. Go see it if you haven't seen it. It's so good. I need good. to see it, yeah. Um, on Broadway World, which is where we get our buzz, uh, is going to make her Broadway debut in Mary Jane at the Manhattan Theater Club, which continues our discussion, Rachel, as we've talked about, of actors just needing to get work during this strike. So there we go. <laughs> yeah,
2: I do wonder...
1: Right. I do wonder um, how much of this is because of the actor strike. And I think this is probably a really good example. Mm -hmm. Um, There are some people where I'm like, oh, this makes sense. You've been here before. You're just kind of coming back because you love it. And also because maybe it's time or whatever. Mm -hmm. This is you're making your this is the second time we've heard of an actor making their stage debut. Um, I think we mentioned Shia LaBeouf a few weeks ago.
2: Right. right. Um,
1: So this to me reads as Rachel McAdams needs to do some work and they reached out to her. What is the casting time like in New York on Broadway? Are Mm -hmm. they just calling Mm -hmm. these people because they know they have no work? Like, what are we offering these people also? Because you know that it's Rachel McAdams cannot be cheap. Um, But I also am excited. Like, maybe this will be an era where Rachel McAdams does, like, plays and does things on the stage Mm -hmm. and becomes um you know really moves herself into that space Mm -hmm. this is the true test I think of a of an actor is to do things live on stage
0: oh for sure in my opinion and I really like her as an as an actor I think she's very um compelling I love the projects she chooses she often chooses really good projects um and I'll, I just want to propose a a switch of actually Titus Burgess in this play Mary Jane, and then Rachel McAdams going to Mulan Roos to be the <laughs> to be to the be um, MC hair yeah the um, MC yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah yeah
1: oh my god that would be
0: amazing so
2: be amazing. funny
0: yeah also oh. this play is written by Amy Herzog who last season did a uh, uh, adaptation of the uh, A Doll's House. Mm-hmm. Um, was Tony nominated, so that's exciting. Yes, yes. Some other fun, I'm just going to talk about the casting. This casting, which already happened, of Jared Spector joining Hamilton as King George III for, like, one night only.
1: I was dying, though. That's amazing. We got tickets, like, three weeks ago, and you're like, oh, I can't Mm -hmm. wait months ago because, you know, it's Hamilton. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, Jared Spector is your King George. Mm -hmm. Like, that's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah, here's this picture. Maybe we'll post it on our social media of him in the garb. It's <laughs> so
2: amazing. cute. It's he looks so cute. Good.
0: It's his his really his good. post says trigger warning the following is sentimental. <laughs> I love that. I <laughs> it's
2: love that. so cute.
0: Mm. I love yeah. it. Mm. What else? Let's talk about these Broadway transfers.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh, there's so much Broadway so stuff many.
2: happening.
1: Yeah. So okay. Where do we even begin? I guess we'll start with the play or the musical. It's a musical, right? Mm-hmm. Is it a play it's that a I can't musical. pronounce? It's a musical yeah. that I can't pronounce. We're we're Lempicka. guessing
0: it's Lempicka, yeah.
1: Um. So we heard that this will open on Broadway in the spring of yes. 2024. So next
2: mm-hmm.
1: spring, soon, yes. pretty soon. Yeah. Um. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and um, they go into rehearsals in January and then start their previews in um, March. Do we have? Mm-hmm. We don't have the full casting yet.
0: No, no full casting.
1: And Taylor, can you tell the good, the good folks at home what this show's about? Since you read the synopsis earlier.
0: Yeah, the show is about a. It looks like, like physical, like actual artist, like in mm-hmm. art like painter and drawer and things like that and lots of famous people like barbara streisand and what was the other name i said now i don't remember <laughs> i can't remember either i know oh, short um, memory. collected her art and it's all about like i guess she had like a wild and and interesting and modern life apparently is what yeah this artist had so and um this this premiered at the uh, la jolla playhouse i believe it was la jolla i want to make sure yeah la jolla playhouse and it starred Eden Espinoza, um, who, of course, we know from *Wicked*. Um, and yeah, it, oh, Madonna was the other one. Madonna and Barbara oh, right. are, yeah, yeah, are counted among her yeah. fervent collectors um, of her of her art. Um, Eden Espinoza wearing a fabulous blonde wig. Um, oh yeah. In the pictures, so we're excited about this, and. Um. Yeah, go ahead. Do you want to tell them what
1: else is coming to Broadway in 2024?
0: Lots of man? things in
1: 2024.
0: Oh, let me let me. Oh, uh, the not, mic dropped. Mi- Knocked down my mic. Mic drop. So yes, what? Uh, this this book turned movie turned now musical, Water for Elephants is coming to Broadway in the spring of 20 winter, I guess 2024 winter to spring. Um, but previews are starting uh, February tw- 24th. Um, With a March 21st opening night. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is about like a circus. I've seen the movie. I haven't read the book. But it's about a circus. And then Robert Pattinson's in there. And
1: <laughs> I think Reese I watched British this movie. movie in like a fever yeah. dream once. And I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mm-hmm. remember. I also remember there was lots of controversy about the elephants itself when it came out like about the filming and ethics and stuff and that's all I remember
0: well I remember people were like Reese Witherspoon and Robert Pattinson are love interests like they're, oh, yeah, also very, that. Different. they're very different ages yeah so yeah this is going to be directed by Tony nominated Kimberly Kimbo director Jessica Stone um, so that's exciting for her
2: Uh, And then we also
0: have, it. yeah, it is crazy. We have another Broadway transfer, which this was, to me, out of the three, the most exciting um, one, which is Hmm. the Days of Wine and Roses, the Kelly Kelly O'Hara and Brian Darcy James um, show that ran off Broadway is going to be transferring to Broadway in the spring. Um, I believe that it has a limited run, but I want, yeah, 16 weeks only, previews beginning on January 6th. I'm very excited about
2: this. I'm excited. I just just
1: want us to envision, though, a May where we have the Tony nominees and the nominations for Best Leading Actor are Brian Darcy James and... Josh Gad and Andrew Rannells.
0: You mean again? Yes, I know. <laughs> yes. And then is there? Can there be a Ben Platt in there too? Like somehow can we get the surprise? Maybe
1: he's gonna
0: be in *Water in, for Elephants*. Yeah, *Water for Elephants*. He's gonna play the Robert Pattinson role. Yeah, that would be amazing. I'm predicting. I'm gonna. I'm gonna predict unless Gutenberg oh, okay. is like literally amazing and maybe *Notebook*. But I'm gonna predict that this is gonna win Best Musical. That's my prediction. This oh, wow. early. On. Wow. Wow. No, this is I think, so
2: early March. I know. I know. So september <laughs> 2023 <laughs> this is and my early like prediction
1: the- well we
0: all remember yeah. when i was like what if shakt won best School? and then i think i did predict kimberly if- really akimbo though didn't i didn't i, I don't that? know
1: but you did tell me i needed to go see it because it 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 was gonna be nominated
0: right right and it was and it won and
1: it was and it was amazing. <laughs> so- yeah,
0: we love. I love when two Broadway giants come together and are in the yeah. show together.
2: So yes, and this exciting. looks so good. Yeah. So
1: some some other random news um, this week uh, that I'm just gonna name and claim by two very famous women in very different ways. Um, we found out that there are gonna be two new Barbra Streisand albums that are released next month. That's exciting. Again, I don't know what.
0: So exciting! All at once,
1: I don't know, but
0: everything, yeah, everywhere. It's like she just
1: going to be a jukebox musical of Barbra Streisand. Oh um, my gosh, played by Barbra Streisand herself.
2: Or Leah Michelle.
1: Exciting. Or (laughs) Leah Michelle. Um, I'm still waiting for Leah. I'm, I'm still waiting for the cabaret announcement, guys, and for Leah Michelle to say that she is going to be Sally Bowles. But speaking of people who could play Sally Bowles, Meryl Streep told um, I don't even know who this week, but she she there was an interview or a statement released where Meryl Streep says that she's interested in Mama Mia three.
0: Yeah, I saw this and I was like, do we Why need this news? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also that.
2: Why yeah. do we have this?
0: Yeah. Why is yeah. this happening? Kind of crazy. Um, but you know, when Meryl Streep says and also listen, the Hollywood news right now is slim picking because slim. there's nothing going on. So yeah. I guess um
1: now they're doing wait, all these fundraisers wait. for the Broadway Faga.
0: World. The Broadway World comments that not she dead in the Mamma Mia universe? <laughs> Meryl Streep <laughs>
1: That's amazing. coming back as a ghost.
0: Yeah, with Cher. it
1: actually is yeah. Mamma Mia 3 and then a Christmas Carol, and it goes right in goes right in from mm. one to another.
0: Yeah, it's Cher Ooh, and Mama see- Mia and Barbara Streisand.
1: hundred percent I would Carol. see them doing yeah. a Christmas Carol. That yeah. I would pay mm-hmm. money for that. Can money. you
0: imagine?
1: Me. Yeah.
0: Money, okay. money, money. Okay. <laughs> there we go. There we go. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, uh, speaking of some more casting, Shereen Babb joins a beautiful noise, Rachel's favorite musical. <laughs>
2: okay, a favorite beautiful musical. noise as How the was doctor. It still
0: Next week, apparently it's doing incredible. Like it's, I think it's done like really, really uh, well on Broadway. Because you know, I followed the producer on. Kevin Davenport, and apparently, um, it's doing very well. So that's that's crazy. Yeah, it's a. There was a deadline article that says a beautiful noise sees attendance boost with new matinee. The gross was up 130 percent over the average. <laughs> Wednesday evening gross for the week ending September The show grossed a total of 1 million dollars for its eight weekly performances compared to 800,000.
1: That is crazy. But yeah. I will say, I mean not um my parents who listen, I love you and thank you. Um but also I feel like this is for their generation, right? Like right. isn't I mean and if they're taking their girlfriends and they're doing a little New York trip and, like, you have people who are of different, like, comedic interests or, like, attention spans. I mm-hmm. I, I know that I hate jukebox musicals and I will tell everyone that. And also there I are good ones. There
0: are ones we like. Of course. Of course there are
1: ones. There like. are one, in general, I hate the concept. But I understand why it can be profitable, why Mm -hmm. why it's something worth trying in some producers minds um, is because of things like this, like where people are coming to New York or, you know, and and already like the artists, there are people primed and ready. That's why Disney works right. When you Mm -hmm. do a Disney show, there's already an audience built in because you've already built that audience. And the same is true when it comes to a jukebox musical. So I get it. But it's just that's it's crazy.
0: I mean, it's the same reason why people take existing properties also and put them into of
1: course.
0: musicals. Like Water for Elephants, the biggest movie and book
1: ever. I mean, ever. how many books and movies are coming to Broadway this, this year? I mean, yeah. we have Notebook and Water yeah. for Elephants.
0: Yeah, and, and Days of Wine and Roses was a movie. Right. So, yeah. so Not that many. Over, not, I wonder how much. Over, I mean, Gutenberg's kind of original. I guess it's not based on anything. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's loosely based, but nothing really.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Next, we yeah. have um, Jerry Mitchell will direct the Devil Wears Prada in London production. Uh, Jerry Incredible. Mitchell, who has directed things such as Legally Blonde and um, Kinky Boots, and he did something recently that I'm forgetting, but. Um, he's choreographed a lot. I was looking before we started recording, like the Kaja Falls and the Full Monty, and yes, um, oh Pretty Woman, that was the one he directed that.
1: He directed Pretty Woman.
0: Uh, he did and choreographed wow.
1: it. That's yeah. amazing.
0: Yeah. So this is exciting. I'm sure eventually we'll get a Broadway run, but.
1: Oh, for sure, absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. no way that we're not. This isn't coming to Broadway. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, and then we have some more casting announcements or our final three. And then I think we can also talk about the just how great the Gutenberg press is right now. Yes. But, yes. <laughs> um, some more casting announcements. We have full cast revealed for pal Joey at New York City Center. Um so featuring exciting. yeah. Featuring exciting. Loretta Divine. We have Asha Jackson, we have Brooks Ashmanskis, who is maybe one of my favorite
1: He's so like,
0: performers amazing. ever. He's I saw so him in talented. The Prom.
1: He's so yeah. talented.
0: And I saw him in Something Rotten, and he, is, he was so good. So good. Um, we have Lincoln Center Theater to present new translation of Uncle Vanya, which I know. is exciting. And it is
1: exciting. I'm excited about this. Also, Lincoln mm-hmm. City, Lincoln City, LOL, Lincoln Center Combining has been New doing York city center. Yeah, I know. Has been doing so well, and I, mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm really here for like the Manhattan Theater Club (MTC) and and encores and all this. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I don't know if it's because we do this podcast now, Taylor, and we're just in the know a little bit more. Although. I feel like we were kind of in the know before related to right. shows.
0: Now we're but like, I just, know I,
1: really that. We feel know that. That. I feel like post pandemic with some of the rise of this idea that we want limited run. We want limited runs. We want to try certain things. We don't want to necessarily mm-hmm. say that it's a Broadway transfer. There are a lot of really awesome things that the, that these organizations are doing outside of just the, what I would, what one might see as the typical Broadway. Um, space.
0: I also feel like we're getting a lot of just like like um, why Why can I think of the word um, yeah limited runs on yeah. of Broadway shows like Gutenberg is a limited run Marrily Days of Wine and roll Roses Merrily Like, uh, although that extended but That's I think so. it gives them it's the Into the Woods model too of yeah. last season of like do a limited run but then if it's doing well you can extend yeah you can extend um and all of that and don't do a new york new york where it just plays and then you have to close this huge show that you lost all this money for so
1: and if you set like the other thing that i think is really awesome about limited runs and then being able Mm -hmm. to do a quick turnaround with the tour like a special tour. Mm -hmm. is that you don't ever lose your audience. And I know that there's something to be said of like building the, you know, people go to Hamilton because they've spent five years listening to the Hamilton soundtrack. And then finally they get to be there. And there's something to be said about that, but not most shows are not Hamilton. Right. Right. And so there's something so awesome about being able to capture an audience in the momentum and the media and the press and say like, Oh, we're doing this. It was really great. I want to I want to see it, and guess what? I get to because it's coming to Philly. It's coming to DC. Mm, it's coming yeah. to Nashville. It's coming to Dallas, right? Like, it's exciting to be a part of something that literally was just on Broadway. Um, mm. And I think that I mean, I think that that's a whole different conversation about the theater world, anyway. Yeah, but it's exciting.
0: Exciting none, nonetheless. Yeah. Um, and just very, and also, I think you get actors that can only. Right now, at least do a certain amount of time. And then also, probably in their contract, says, like, if we need to extend, we're going to. Things like that. Um, we also have casting news. Andrew Burnap and Danny Wallerhan complete the casting of Spain at Second Stage Theater. Andrew Burnap recently in the Camelot revival that came and went <laughs> this summer. <gasps> r.i.p. r.i.p. yeah and then last but not least rachel let's tell tell them what our last piece of buzz is
1: oh no last but not least are we talking about gutenberg the most
0: yeah important? i mean as of recording okay. today yes. is the first preview of gutenberg the musical ah. <laughs> and we just wanted to shout out this press team i mean again alongside with Shot. it's amazing
1: handshake yeah. it's the handshake emoji Shaff and Gutenberg, it's so good. One of the reasons why I think that their their press team is so good um, is not just because they are getting coverage and are creative, but very clearly, very clearly, the Mm -hmm. the two people in this cast are very committed to the bit and to like doing the bit, and it's so, and they have chemistry friendship chemistry that's just so sweet Mm -hmm. and also very funny um yeah
0: and And they they know this show is just them so like they signed up like they're doing all obviously they're doing all the press together yeah they're doing like all the promotion like it's just incredible like they're just so amazing and I'm excited for them I just I also wonder like Halfway through, I'm like, do they know, like, what they – like, it's just them. Like, they're going to be – there's so many interviews they're going to have to do in the next, like, four months. I feel like, like, they're like, wow, we must really love each other. Is Because even with something like the producers, which we talked about, kind of the the brother or cousin of the show being a little bit, is that, like, you had – there were other people in the show you can, like – hang out with and commiserate with but it's literally just that <laughs> and they're under studies yeah yeah that's yeah
1: true. i think yeah. i i don't know though i think that they're just i think that they knew what they were signing up no for. i think
0: so too and i, I just, think
1: that they wanted this
0: yeah yeah for sure and again limited run so you know there is an end date so they can go back to living there uh getting the restraining <laughs> order for josh gatt or whatever <laughs>
2: Guys, Amazing. if you
0: haven't
1: seen the latest one where they say they yeah. they are method actors, we'll link that
2: one in the show notes.
0: It is truly so good. Really
2: so yeah. Good.
0: And all the, the playbill posted photos of them in different Broadway out like with their hats and everything and outfits. It's oh, so good. Oh gosh. They're so good. Yeah. yeah.
1: And Josh Gad has been posting on his Instagram and he also is just so funny.
0: So funny. Yeah. We're very excited to follow the show and see where it. <laughs> I know it's so good. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Follow the show and see where uh, it ends up. And people are saying, I mean, the the invited dress. I was looking at stories before we started recording. Was last night, as of recording this, and um, people are saying it's great. So we'll. That's we'll not see.
1: surprising.
0: No. Yeah. 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 For sure. Oh my gosh, so well, much buzz, a whole meal I know, That was basically that, the whole podcast I know, I know, we're we're done, we're done, here we go, bye Now just kidding, we gotta get to our main show today Our main course, which I'm gonna say it's a stir fry with our dumplings Ooh, I yeah. love it Our main course We are introducing a new series on the show, which we love to do We love to introduce new series <laughs> We
2: love
0: new series <laughs> That's right, Series. Yeah, not to confuse with Siri, the AI.
1: Yeah, don't um, say it loud enough because she'll turn yeah, on.
0: She will. She's
1: everywhere. <laughs> she, her and the AI are everywhere.
0: <laughs> She's Roy Kent.
1: <laughs> She's, he's, he's yeah. She's everywhere. Siri. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. So good. Um, but this week, so we're starting a series called Playback, which you guys have seen. We are maybe I'll put in a little like, like a rewind, like playback, yeah,
2: like right here. Yeah,
0: no, no, I I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: Play it back. I just like it's giving Justin Timberlake sexy back. Not
0: going to lie. I mean, speaking of Justin Timberlake, <laughs>
1: I'm bringing plays back. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We should have called it, I'm bringing playback. <laughs> That's what we should have
1: called it. Uh, I'm crying a little about it.
0: But we thought on this show, I proposed this this idea to Rachel. I didn't propose to Rachel. I just proposed the idea. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> to be to, clear, <laughs> yeah. To be clear, I just want to set the record straight. Um, that we don't that like plays are something that we don't talk a lot about. I mean, we yeah. do, but it's musicals are just so much more like talked about in the theater and um, play. Really, plays just don't get their due. So, really, what we we wanted to try and figure out a way to talk about plays on the show. And so we're doing this series where we each, Rachel and I, read a play, and then we're going to talk about it. But kind of like a little deep dive yeah. on uh, on our musicals, but we're just doing our play, so thus this playback. Um, and we're going to talk about, you know, the the playwright and the writer and, and the play itself. And this week we are doing none other than, you know, as summer is coming to a close.
1: I mean... N- yeah. nothing
0: like it we're ready for those psls
2: yeah
0: um <laughs> we are doing a midsummer night's dream i always want to say midsummer's night's dream but it's not I know. a it's midsummer, midsummer. night
1: stream yeah yeah
0: by the bard himself william shakespeare
1: yeah yeah it's hard and to be i'm bard.
0: Just, yeah. i'm very excited it is hard to be the bard. <laughs> it's hard to be rachel and taylor right now with all these there's so many noises. And babies, freaked
1: happening. out by it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, babies on Taylor's end. To clarify, you know, you know what
0: I just, d- you me. know, how there's the boss baby. They should make a, sh- a movie about baby construction workers. That's what they should do. <laughs> yeah, babies. <laughs> okay. I think babies. Need we to know be in how more well content. the
1: boss baby went.
0: Yeah, babies need to be in more content. I mean, listen, boss. Boss baby, the 2017 iconic film did gross 528 million dollars <laughs> so just want to put that out there
1: that's crazy yeah
0: yeah anyway william shakespeare the the boss baby himself
1: the boss baby
0: yeah so oh, we decided Lord. on a midsummer night's dream i think we kind of we did kind of toss around a couple different ideas yeah yeah, I think so.
1: Have you ever read A Midsummer uh, Night's Dream, Taylor?
0: Yeah, so this is the... <laughs> this is the, like, little... I was reading... I was finishing... At, spoiler alert, I did finish this last night. I am the uh, procrastinator Love. that waited until the night before. Which um, is crazy,
1: because you were so yeah. far the last I know, time I talked to you, and I know. you just <laughs> waited
0: it out. Listen, having a baby... <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Does a lot of things. Although, I did read most of this to my child while he was sleeping
2: he's he's already ready my
0: my new fresh baby so he's ready to write some sonnets already um for real but while I was finishing this last night I was like oh I have to tell a little secret a dirty little secret is that I've really only read one Shakespeare play from high school which was Romeo and Juliet that's the only one I've actually read I have seen many. I've seen Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream performed. I have seen Tamia the Shrew performed. I've seen Romeo and Juliet performed. Um, but I have not actually read, which really people say Shakespeare is not meant to be read. It's meant to be performed.
1: Well, and so, I let me that is a great place to start, Taylor. Yeah, I just yeah. let, let's just quickly start with mm. with I think thank you for your confession. Thanks for telling me. Yes.
2: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: Um, what, I... what,
0: what's the Catholic saying? Like, peace be with you or whatever? I don't know. <laughs>
1: yeah. Is
2: that what you're going to tell me? <laughs> uh,
1: you're pardoned. Um, right. No, I, right. I do think what you just said is what a lot of people actually experience. Even people who say that they've read Shakespeare or like right. love Shakespeare. <laughs> when people say they love Shakespeare, oh, I I would say, especially theater people, I'm like, have you read any? Have you actually read mm-hmm. it?
2: Because mm-hmm. if
1: you read it, you would have a more complicated feeling. I mean, I do love the bard because I just I find the whole scenario quite interesting. Yeah.
0: But Rachel I also has a under- tattoo of the bard on her. <laughs> no, but I almost wore her. my
1: pros before hoes t-shirt. Yeah.
2: With yeah. the bard on Amazing. it. Amazing. Yeah.
1: Um, no, I I just think that Shakespeare and reading Shakespeare it is complicated. The whole idea mm-hmm. of a person Creating a language, allowing only specific people to portray their plays. Obviously, this is part of the culture of the time. But then also a lot of the things that were avant-garde in terms of the English language and writing in this kind of style and pushing the envelope of having multiple scenarios happening at one time are all amazing. And this is why we still do modern adaptations of Shakespeare. I went to right. one and performed literally last night.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. Yeah. I saw that. And I was like, wow, this is oh, well. <laughs> so
1: timely. But I think the other thing about Shakespeare is that there are a lot of things perpetuating under the surface and maybe not quite under the surface that deal with classism, racism, sexism, mm-hmm. if not outright, like abuse and mm-hmm. neglect and Something that I think people don't talk about in terms of Shakespeare is just that I think that some, like I think that sometimes the point of Shakespeare is is to of, of Shakespeare's things um, plays is to over dramatize the mm-hmm. issues in order for anyone to be able to access the theme that's underneath. But mm-hmm. while doing that, while over-dramatizing something, we actually make sometimes it feels so extreme and so insane that it's uncomfortable and not okay and distracts eventually, especially in the modern age, distracts from the actual themes that might be happening in the book. And the Taming well, and of I the think, is my favorite example of that.
0: Yeah, and I think the language gets that, as for a modern audience, gets in the way of that. People get so... Barred to, you know, pun intended Barred down by, like, the language of Or, like, pulled down by the language of, like Oh, I'm just not going to understand this So it's not yeah. going to be relevant to me um, And... So I'm just not going to pay attention to it. And I even struggle with that. Even So reading this copy of A Midsummer yeah. Night's Dream, I read so the No, Fear, you there
2: you go. Yeah,
0: no you. Fear Shakespeare, which is the Sparknotes version. And I did read a lot of it in the regular, you know, Shakespeare English writing. But I also would go over and be like, what is this actually saying? And then I would go yeah. to the No Fear Shakespeare side, which was really help. It's really helpful for me. I did that. Every time I've read uh, Shakespeare, which I guess is one other time, I did that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That one other time.
0: um, I do want to say, too, Rachel, and I believe, Rachel, because I was remembering, we both took a Shakespeare class. in our. I was going to ask
1: you, okay, which is so funny. So we took it with with our, we're going to say her name, and you can decide if you're going to bleep it out, with Mm -hmm. Alana, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm.
1: Taylor, it was right after we took our first class with Alana, right?
2: no
0: it was Together. later because i was like a senior i thought i thought i was a senior or a junior. i don't
1: i don't think we were that old
0: okay i don't think I we, were we were that old
1: we because my sister was... was in it too yes yes so we couldn't have been a senior
0: that's true
1: and it was one of the set it was one of the first few classes i took because i mm-hmm. took strictly a of classes like the first two Classes I think I took were with Alana, so this was my second class, I'm pretty sure, because that's right. the reason I auditioned for Jungle Book.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway,
2: the Bard's favorite class, musical.
1: <laughs> the Bard, but it, but in the in the in the show, I'm um, in the show in. Okay, back in the up, class. This this um teacher had studied with the Royal Shakespeare Company
2: mm-hmm. of London. Yeah,
1: which. I bowed down. I was obsessed at the time with yeah. Shakespeare and plays. And I just, because I felt like I wasn't very good at singing. And to be honest in the crowd, which we were in, I wasn't very good at singing comparatively. And so I felt like, Oh, but acting is something I really enjoy and like understanding the meaning of things. And I'm a Gemini. So I act my whole life. So this is great. <laughs> um, And she, she, just had this way about her and she said that she had studied at Virginia tech and then went to the, you know, Royal Shakespeare company of Mm -hmm. London and that's crazy. She toured with them. I mean, just absolutely crazy. She's super down to earth, but she was and is such a great teacher. And one of her classes that Taylor and I took was about uh, like scenes. They were specific scenes from different Mm. shows um a shakespeare shows and she wanted us to understand how and why we like how we could take what is written understand it in our current context take that kind of um rhythm and understanding and feelings Mm -hmm. and bring it to the original words and not change anything what's so funny taylor is i did a scene out of this
0: oh really
1: out of a midsummer nights dream
0: i think i did one from romeo and juliet if i if i if i'm remembering correctly i think i did one but i could be wrong but yeah um but yeah it's it was such a fun class. it really made and there were so many great people in it too very many oh many it was talented amazing people which which made it great but also like we did lots of great like breathing exercises those are things that stick out to me and then also just like yeah and then just like really diving deep into the words and like what does he mean what is Shakespeare meaning here all of that stuff
1: and I want to before we talk specifically about this play one uh, we might have to talk about Shakespeare another time also but one thing that I find well, very also
0: P- are three-part series History yes. of Theater episode yes. eight through episode ten. Go people yes. We do talk about Shakespeare there as well. Yes,
1: I'm talking about specifically Shakespeare being performed. One thing that is challenging mm. about that is because it's written in iambic pentameter and because it's written <laughs> in British English. Right. There are ways that you say things that feel, un- like the 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 cadence of how you talk is. The cadence, the cadence, that's it, of how you talk is different than how you would talk as we're talking now. Right. Yep. But also, it shouldn't be that much different. Mm -hmm. And what I struggle with, although understandable is we get stuck in this like okay it's kind of poetry we're kind of talking like a rhythm and it sounds like we're just mm-hmm. speak acting like we're just it's like we're all we all read a song aloud instead mm-hmm. of
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: you know what i mean and i and always I find hated that like
0: exercise thing. when like a musical director was like okay now oh we're gosh. just gonna talk the song and it's like, oh, like, like this is so hard <laughs>
1: I hated that. Yeah. And there's a great yeah. TikTok of Tyler. I will send. I will post it in the show. I love Joseph where, Ellis.
2: Yeah,
0: where
1: he yeah, so does
0: good. this, and it's so good. I love that. Well, okay, I do want to tell me your first
1: memory of. Oh yeah, you you go.
0: Yes, I want to. We'll do that in a sec. I want to preface okay. William Shakespeare, of course, born April 26, fifteen sixty four, died April twenty third, sixteen sixteen. He had a very short life. He died at age fifty two, which yeah. is. Which is long
1: considering the time period.
0: That's true. That's true. But now it's like 52.
2: And
1: they think that Midsummer Night's Dream was written between 1594 and 1596, which would Mm -hmm. have been around the same time, possibly, that Shakespeare was working on Romeo and Juliet.
0: Yeah, which mean and also he would have been only like thirty years old, which is And wild. arguably
1: this is this is why the best things happen in our thirties. I can't wait. Um but <laughs> 30 and 30 arguably and driving. this is one of the most famous plays of Shakespeare, I would say.
0: Yeah. Well, I would one the, obvious, I would say I would say Hamlet or Romeo and Juliet. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Yeah, Hamlet definitely but I don't know how, how successful Hamlet was while yeah during the first publication
0: so he wrote um 39 plays 154 sonnets and three narrative poems so I don't think he wrote enough is really um what what well that's what's
1: crazy though like when you think about his time I don't know I mean he wrote a lot but also to be this famous to span hundreds of years and to still be this integrated in modern culture is crazy
2: that
0: is true (laughs) yeah,
1: I dare I say the most famous, which is maybe why we started the conversation. The most famous version, dare I say it, of a midsummer Night's Dream synopsis is the sweet Life of Zach and Cody.
0: yes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And even getting to our earliest memories of it, that was probably one of the first memories, although my sister and I did a theater company before we started the one that Rachel and I did, did a small, like, homeschool, Christian, you know, everything that theater is about. Ballad of a homeschool <laughs> girl
1: kidding. is Tay.
0: Ooh, it is me. You're right. Wow, Rachel's speaking my language. No, I'm really just an all-American bitch. It's really, <laughs> it's really what it is. Um, but we did this small, and, and they performed A Midsummer Night's Dream. So I've seen that. That's that that was probably the first time I ever saw it. But I do rem- I mean that Zack and Cody episode is like ingrained in my brain. Yeah, it's like tattooed on my brain. I know.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know why. You know there are so many episodes of Sweet Life and Zack uh, Zack and Cody and this was one of them where I, I like were really Isn't
0: isn't Selena Gomez in it? Is that Am I wrong? Wow. That's
1: amazing. I don't remember that, but that's Maybe amazing. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Like, oh yeah, yeah. Selena Gomez said that this episode was very special to her, as oh. it was her first kiss. <laughs> I love Cole and Dylan, and actually I knew, I know when I was 14, I did my first kiss with Dylan Sprouse. Actually, when I was a guest star on the show, so I have a real special link with one of the boys.
1: That is Dylan, so funny.
0: Dylan later revealed that it was also his first kiss as well.
1: Whoa. Love
0: Love Disney Channel putting little kids together to kiss to have their first kiss for the very
1: first time. Peep
0: at Allison Stoner's new podcast about childhood so trauma.
1: Good, so good yeah, though. Yeah. It's such a good yeah. podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. What was your what were your first beginnings of a Midsummer Night's Dream? Do you remember?
1: You know, I don't really remember. Um, I don't remember. I'm sure it was something similar to the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody. I don't know why. I really don't know what happened. There was a time in my life where I hated reading and I wasn't here for it. And then all that changed. And then, but also I,
0: (laughs) I go through phases of that.
1: (laughs) No, like legitimately, like before third or fourth grade, I was like, no, I never want to do this. And maybe Mm -hmm. until middle school, I really wasn't a reader. Mm
2: -hmm. There's
1: something about Shakespeare. And I don't know when, I don't know when we started learning about Shakespeare and, in school I don't know if we had to read something I would guess ninth
0: or tenth grade
1: yeah I know we did in high school Mm -hmm. but I feel like we had to read something in an English class before that and that all of a sudden triggered something for me but also I mean this is just um Mm -hmm. the individualist wing in me coming out but at the time everyone was really into certain things and I was like, Mm. I don't want to be into those things because I'm cooler than you. Um, Which I wasn't in case you were curious, I wasn't cooler, (laughs) but instead of caring about things that other people cared about, I cared about other things instead. And theater became my personality and Shakespeare was part of that too, especially in high school. And I, Mm. I don't know, I think, you know, coupled with doing the theater classes, and then I just started really, really enjoying mm-hmm. Shakespeare. We actually have a great Shakespeare company where we grew up in Richmond and the Agecroft Theater, which is, you know, so gorgeous. It's an outside theater and they do summer Shakespeare. And I mm-hmm. went in high school and I really loved that. And then, of course, my real memory with this play is when I took a Shakespeare class my second year of college when I transferred to UVA, and it was my favorite class I've ever taken. I swear to you, it was my favorite class of all of college, oh, and nice. I knew I couldn't be a, an English major because what the heck would I do with that, and also <laughs> I hate writing. I hate. I hate being graded on my writing, mm. but the professor's name was William. Incredible. And he was so great. He, was, like, he changed Low his King. name just to. Just to is probably the age, he was probably the age I am now thinking about it because he was like very Lovelace. young and like really mm. cool. He had just finished his master's. This was his second time teaching at UVA. Like it was just so great. It
2: mm-hmm. was
1: 12 of us in a class at 8 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And
2: Lovelace. I think
1: some of these people thought, oh, we're just going to read Romeo and Juliet and watch the amazing movie version with Leonardo DiCaprio and write a uh, write a paper and be done, and that's the semester. Right. No, legitimately, every single class, someone had to read a sonnet aloud.
2: Whoa. At least once.
1: It was amazing. He's the that reason I went to study abroad in Edinburgh because he was like, oh, I did that program, and I was like, oh, interesting. And so I went. I just though one of the things that that class taught me was actually a lot about what we don't know about Shakespeare and a lot about what we can understand about Shakespeare as a person based off of what Mm. he wrote specifically in his sonnets. So Mm -hmm. thinking about Shakespeare as not a straight heterosexual man and instead thinking about him as more promiscuous and potentially also a queer person set in a time where he also was... Technically educated but undereducated for what he should have been, Mm -hmm. um, and had to 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 do a lot in order to get to where he was, and um, needed help to be published. And Mm -hmm. a lot of his works weren't actually published until he died. So I I just felt that sometimes these characters that he writes about are obviously characters, but sometimes we write about parts of ourselves. And when I thought about it that way, I really enjoyed reading reading Shakespeare more than I have in the past and then just seeing it performed because obviously I love seeing it performed
2: yeah
0: for sure yeah and I think it's I think Shakespeare does evolve as you get old like anything as you get older it evolves into something like you understand it a little bit more maybe you get the the, the jokes a little bit more like things like that you kind yeah. of appreciate it a little bit more as you get older as well. Um, let's dive into the plot of this play. If you guys don't know, um, spoilers this, ahead. this show is, yeah, spoilers for a Midsummer Night's Dream, the, the 15th century,
2: 14th <laughs> century
0: play. Um, yeah. The play is set in Athens and consists of several subplots that revolve around the marriage of Theseus and Hippolyta. There's many, many characters in this show. Yeah. Um, one subplot involves a conflict among four Athenian lovers, and another follows a group of six amateur actors rehearsing the play, which they are to perform before the wedding. And basically, yeah. chaos ensues within the play. I love shows where there's a play within a play, and I feel like we see this a lot. Like yes. Book of Mormon, there's a play within a play.
2: <laughs>
0: um what are other I thought ones? you were now gonna say
1: we see this a lot in Shakespeare. I was like, yeah. yeah. And then you said Book of
0: Alarmist. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. No, I'm thinking of written other written shows. That's a, well, I was thinking while I was reading this, like, oh, I feel like we've uh, seen something this rotten. a lot. Oh yeah, something rotten. We see this a lot of like where there's a show within the show that's performed. Yeah. And I I think Midsummer's like probably one of the beginnings of that in in theater history of like oh yeah. let's perform this show like it's kind of high concept uh, at the time of like oh we're watching this like the, the the audience at the time has to understand like oh this is the play within the play not like the actual show that we're watching which they I do lay comes, out but
1: yeah I think this comes from pre this where we we're talking about like min- like the idea of Festivals or minstrels, that's not the right name of it, but like right. that there were there were times when there was like a theme and then there were many scenes and all those scenes were individual plays. And that's how you went to see theater. And now mm-hmm. Shakespeare is doing this thing where he's making you sit on your ass or stand for five hours um, to see yeah. a multi-act play.
0: Yeah, this um, is five acts, five acts.
1: Although it's not is... that long. It's actually No, not it's that not long, that long. It is yeah. five acts according to mm-hmm. Shakespeare, most traditionally yeah. nowadays done in two. Mm. Um, and anyway, I just think that there's some of these elements that relate to this, uh, the mm-hmm. the play within a play that actually come from what theater goers at the time were primed for. And I would say yeah. that's why the fairies, which is also another subplot, talking about all of these things related to the Greek, like the mythology is so important because as we talked about in our history of theater plays started because it was a portrayal of what was happening or what they thought was happening between them and the divides right right Right. um so i think that's this is also why sometimes it's hard to read shakespeare because you're like who is phoebe right (laughs) who is that oh the the moon Oh, oh, well, yeah. great God. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. there's just a lot of things that are challenging.
0: hmm hmm And even, I mean, even though there are all the names, sometimes when it switches back and forth between, obviously, like in a play, you see the name of the character. But sometimes it's like, wait, who's talking here? Like, I know. who is this? In
1: my, I have, so I, my, the version I read from is the Signet Classic Shakespeare Edition, New Revised Edition. Mm. And I think it came out in that's right,
2: 1987. <laughs> um, the prime time but of at
1: Shakespeare. the at the front page, right? I like how I'm showing the audience, but mm-hmm. I'm just showing yeah. you. Right before act one, there's like a preface and stuff about like Shakespeare in this time, but then it just has all lists all the characters and a brief synopsis of who they are, like Queen of Fairies or like King of Fairies or whatever. And I just bookmarked that page because every time I would go through, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, Lysander, I know who you are, blah blah blah. Yeah. And then I would get back to P- or Oberon. And I'm like, who the hell is Oberon? Yes, I forgot I know, already. Yes, and Oberon. And I I'd have like to a go, go back. Marvel villain.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. The mine also has a character index yeah. as well, which I didn't actually. Know but
1: about. mine's I'm just a list, and so it wasn't yeah. hard to read through briefly. Mm-hmm. And I just it was right at the beginning. Yeah. How yeah, old? this is like
0: uh, this is these are like four or five sentence paragraphs on each character, which is yeah, that's cool. too much.
1: Which is cool, but it's too much when yeah, you're just looking for a
0: reference. True, except the fairies. The fairies only have like one sentence. Yeah, we don't More know fairies. a lot about them. Yeah. I know. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the thing that struck me the most, which is maybe not surprising given the time that this was written, is how. Mistreated the women characters were in the show. Ooh. This is what say I want to talk about the most.
1: Yeah, say more. Okay, is
0: that like I feel like like Hippolyta and Helena and Hermia, who are like the three main female, and I guess ta- is it Tatiana? Tatiana? Tatiana. Yeah. Yeah, are like the four main female characters in the show, and I guess Robin, if if they're played by a female, but. Right. Um, Puck, who is the sprite. But I feel like, like there's just so much like basic women fighting with each other and bashing. like there's not a lot of them are there's scenes where like they're ju- they're only really talking about men. Like there's this, we're definitely not past the gold test. Back the
2: past, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> like they're really only concerned with like falling in love with their significant interest. Which again, I mean, this is like a comedy play. Like it's written, and if you give in the context of the time, like this is what I guess this is the society, unfortunately, that women had to live through, and I guess this is what they wanted to see presented and you know this is this was the content they wanted to see um which is an interesting thought to think about but i just felt like like there were sentences there were there were there were parts of the play where i was like i can't believe this is being said like about this female character like this is wild this is like so regressive and not obviously because of the time that it was written but even just reading it now i was like man, this is a lot to take in.
1: Yeah. I hear that, and I want to make space for that because I think that that is true. I think that Mm -hmm. there... I do think that the women characters or, you know, the female characters that are designed to be female characters by Shakespeare's design, um, once -hmm. again played by men during the time of Shakespeare, uh, were we're not given a lot of of context or a lot of um meat dimensionality yes right however and and also i should say because i don't want to negate your point at all it's not a negation it's an in addition to what you just said
0: it's a semicolon
1: i don't think anyone's given much real dimension
0: yeah that's valid (laughs) and
1: and i i agree that some of these things are outrageous and this Mm -hmm. is goes back to my point of Sometimes it's hard for me to understand, is that on purpose? Is it Mm -hmm. related to being satirical? Although the audience didn't necessarily get that at the time. Right. Is this about how men are just obsessed with power and authority Mm -hmm. and ownership and women are overly obsessed with, you know, status and, and love, like they're just so involved and and no logical reasoning. Helps their brain or whatever. Right. Is it a over satirization or like an over dramatization? Is it a satire related to these elements of life? And that's why it's funny. Mm. And it's not funny. It's not funny. Honestly, at some points, it's kind of like an SNL skit that didn't age well. Like (laughs) maybe was trying to make a point, but it's not actually funny anymore.
0: There were not any big LOL moments for me when I read it.
1: But I think that it's supposed to be. Like, I in essence, I think that the idea of all of this is it's just like complete chaos, and how ridiculous Mm -hmm. it is that one act of a fairy who is in their own the first of all, the fairies are having their own conflict, which is crazy Mm -hmm. over Mm -hmm. something similar about who's right, (laughs) and then one act of, of magic switches all the dynamics to the point where everything is made wrong and then right.
2: Like Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm.
1: in order for magic to be the only reason why the story is corrected and why people see what's actually happening is a bit
2: funny. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, and it's like, and we should say, so what happens in the play, Oberon, decides to tell puck the, f- the sprites to pour a flower the flower Weister. juice yeah, yeah flower flower juice, juice into yeah. these two men's eyes so then when they wake up they'll the first person they see is who they fall in love with but it ends up being the wrong women that they end yeah. up wanting to it fall ends up I, yeah falling in love i think helena is with demetrius is that right and <laughs> it's like so many, like Hermia and Helena. I'm like Shakespeare, could not she just in like different names? Like they sound so similar.
1: They are on purpose, and, right? So yeah. Hermia and Lysander yeah. are in love, but yes. Hermia's father oh, right. won't let them be in love mm. because her because his father mm. wants her to marry Demetrius, and Demetrius is pursued by Helena, um, and Demetrius doesn't like Helena, but Helena is like tripping over herself to be with Demetrius. Right. Um, what happens is Demetrius ends up falling in love with Helena. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. of, yeah,
2: because of yeah. it.
1: But
0: anyway. Yeah. And then, like, chaos ensues, and there's lots of fighting, and there's running around, and then there's the sprite being like, I thought a, Yeah, lots of running around, and lots of sleeping. Lots of sleeping in this show.
1: There's a lot um, of slumber. And-
0: yeah, and then Not in the
1: cute sexy way yeah, In the no, actual sleeping No, no the
0: Barbie um, Slumber parties happening here Is what we're saying And then also <laughs> there's the subplot with the play Which like really starts off And then kind of comes back later Like it doesn't It really like they talk about it right in the beginning And then it doesn't come back for a while um, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah
0: And then but,
1: cast. In that, in that, it does have (laughs) one of my
0: favorite characters, maybe my favorite character. Yeah, Nick Bottom is my favorite character. I just want to let that all clear. He turns into a donkey head, he has a donkey head. Um, I feel very closely connected to Nick Bottom, um, because of this. And
1: (laughs) I love when he's like, one of the commentaries said, When Nick Bottom appears with his ass's head, (laughs)
2: it's like so
0: funny. I know, I know, I think. Also, again, like this show, I mean, I've seen it been performed, but it's been a long time. So I think that, like we were saying, Shakespeare, a lot of people say Shakespeare is meant to be performed. It's not meant to be read. So I wonder how, because we're, and when we're reading it, we're reading it in like in our inflection, and in our like own um, my in our like individual head space reading. So I wonder how this would be, how I, it would be like in a modern context, just watching it rather than just reading it just taking it as as face value of like performers like interpreting it as well
1: well outside of how I feel like some of the characters and we didn't even touch we haven't really touched on there is a boy who's a part of this life that who's who um Oberon it's in the plot with Oberon and how there is like an um, a boy who, they're trying to figure out a foreign boy, figure out if they're gonna keep him or not, and there's just, like, a lot related to that, which I feel yeah. is no longer yeah. appropriate. Uh, yeah, gen- that was... Yeah. In mm-hmm. general... Mm-hmm. And then there's, like, the part... It. It's that. There's, like,
0: a part where, where like, someone's yelling at one of the girls, and they're, like, gypsy, and, yes. like, things like that. Like, things like that yes. where I'm, like, ooh, this is not... Yeah.
1: Right. This is also why sometimes we change the lines of Shakespeare, or the words of Shakespeare, right. Um, but overall, I mean, I think maybe going back to what you're saying about per- this being performed, it's more not to be confused with comedy of errors, but it's more of a, like a comedy of mm-hmm. like, oh, a missed misconnection. you know, when you're watching something on the stage and you know what's happening but the actors don't know what's happening
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it's sometimes really funny and you're like oh my gosh this is so silly like this is ridiculous
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: if only it had yeah. been she had been two steps sooner right and they would have mm-hmm. met and mm-hmm. now they did yeah um it's just about saw- this like closeness go, no,
0: go
1: ahead no, 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 you
0: go. Go. sorry i interrupted you
1: <laughs> it's
2: okay go ahead well I was
0: gonna say I also think about like like um a funny thing that happened on the way to the forum yes a little bit which is kind of like haha look at all these crazy like funny things happening that like maybe in a modern context aren't appropriate but it's funny like at the time like look at all yeah. of this like yeah. yeah
1: and so I mean overall I think this show or this play is very I I find it compelling that it starts in reality and ends with the sprite puck or Robin Goodfellow essentially pleading, breaking the fourth wall, completely breaking the fourth wall.
0: Completely. Yep.
1: At the very end and asking the audience to forgive him and say it was all a dream. And Mm -hmm. alternative reading of that is that it he's asking the people who are asleep that it was all a dream to for it to all be a dream. Right. But it doesn't read that way. And absolutely, mm-hmm. I've never seen it done that way. I've always seen the fourth wall break at that point, at the right. very end. And if we think about all of this as this, Which I wonder if Shakespeare
0: intended that, too.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But if we think about all of these things as the ridiculousness of the things that we're going through, the just the the silliness, I would say, like, so, we take our lives so seriously and our duties so seriously, and it all runs amok and all of it's a mess because there's interference that's happening.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then at the end, we're like, let's just pretend all of it didn't happen.
0: <laughs>
1: and I find yeah, that
0: it's a real lost ending. If you ever. <laughs> ever saw lost yeah and then you go but
1: but right like what we don't know is what happens when these when we wake up Mm -hmm. right because Mm -hmm. ideally we actually might be starting this thing all over again right where this idea that we're interwoven I don't know I just I find Mm -hmm. I find this story very compelling and obviously Puck is my favorite character
0: um right yes second favorite for me is Puck I yeah I mean it says here a mischievous sprite with magical powers. I mean, who else? Who else could you want to be also? I
1: just don't know. I mean, I think mm-hmm. they're I think Puck is mischievous, but I don't think he's that mischievous.
0: Yeah, that's but. true. I don't think he intended to like
1: intentionally yes. not at the end. give
0: yes, right, right, right. I will say if if there's that scene where they're all like arguing and I feel like if there was just like if they did some like group therapy, or if there's, like just a therapist well, there to, like help right, them the
1: whole point, communicate, right?
0: yes. that like, like they're all like saying like, no, I, I I really don't love this, but like I don't know why I'm doing this, like, and then the two girls are fighting with each other, like how dare you? There's that, that whole how section. How tall
1: or short they yeah. are, yeah, yeah, taller, like short, lie.
0: and I then love the, it. I love the um <laughs> I love the part where she's like I this is like uh, she lays out like the whole friendship with her, like yeah, yeah that part's really funny to me. Um, and I was like, whoa, this is an intense friendship. Like, there's a lot going on.
2: There is um, a lot happening.
0: Yeah. But I I kept thinking, like, man, if they just had, like, a, me, a moderator here, <laughs> then
1: this it would gives,
0: maybe all it help. It gives
1: re- present-day reality TV shows.
0: Yeah, it does. You're but right. also,
1: yeah. you know why we love things Fuck like this? Fuck is the I mean, producer. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Seacrest. But you know why, like... It's so why we watch those shows is because the drama is not it it is drama. It's like making us feel all the things that drama feels and and all the emotions without us feeling like we're overwhelmed by taking on taking that on. And that's kind of what's happening here, too. Like this is a mirror to ourselves. And we can laugh at these women who are pitting themselves against each other. One of my favorite lines is, oh, when she's angry, she is keen and shrewd. She was a vixen when she went to school. And though she be but little, she is fierce, right? And that's Helena saying that to the other woman.
0: Yeah. That's, I feel like that quote is like on so many t-shirts and pillows and.
1: But it's taken yeah. out of context, yeah. right? Because yeah. it like, like, I. it's just. It is. Yeah, it's something very interesting here where I think we can say, like, oh, my gosh, look at these people and what they're doing with their lives and how they're so wrapped up in their own thing and all this conflict. Mm -hmm. But I think what is cool about plays a lot of the time is it's a mirror reflection on us, right? Like we do this, too. We are the people who pit ourselves against each other. We are the people who cannot figure out how to communicate, who are in the wrong place at the wrong time Mm -hmm. also sometimes, Mm -hmm. who, you know, sometimes are the donkey's ass.
0: True. (laughs) Again, I relate. Um, Speaking of the donkey's ass, I want to say my my favorite line. Yeah, I also love that Nick Bottom, of course, re-referenced something rotten at the beginning of this. Um, Nick Bottom is also a character in Something Rotten, which I think is wonderful. Um, Bottom says here uh, tw- in Act Four, Scene One, he says, And I am such a tender ass, if my hair do but tickle me, I must scratch. <laughs> it's, <just> so <laughs> uh, it's so good. It's so good.
1: Uh, guess, see, I and the, I think they're the yeah. biggest comedy is the troupe, the play, yeah, the play rehearsing. They're just...
0: That's true. They're so preposterous. They're so like, especially when they put on the play. It's like, oh my gosh, it's what so... is happening? Yeah. Um, I do want to say, talking about modern stuff, there. This this play has never been performed on Broadway. Isn't that wild?
1: Uh, it's crazy. saying it's never played on Broadway.
0: It's never been on Broadway, which is kind of wild to me. Um, but there have been some fun adaptations, which I think is... There was a musical adaptation in 1964 called Babes in the Woods. Um, and it did premiere on Broadway um, to not that great success. Um, <laughs> didn't do very well. Um, and then there was, in 1999, maybe my favorite thing, The Donkey Show is a disco-era experience based on a Midsummer Night's Dream that first appeared on Broadway in That's- 1999 the donkey um, nice. show yeah incredible i love it so much um yeah. we also have the Donkey let me Show. See. wow i know um in 2015 the plot of be more chill included a version of the play called a midsummer nightmare about zombies i don't know if you Ooh, knew this ritual
1: that's exciting yeah. i didn't know that yeah
0: I know. There have been a lot of film adaptations. There was a 1935 adaptation, 1968, 1969. Wow, they did it a year later. Um, and then there's the uh, probably one. Uh, of course, there's the 2014 one that Julie Taymor, the live um, theatrical version. But then uh, in 1999, which most people will probably know, these actors, there was a Version written and directed by Michael Hoffman, which included Kevin Klein, um, Michelle Pfeiffer, Stanley Tucci, Christian Bale. Wow! I know. I didn't
1: know this. This is crazy. Yes. Um, wow.
0: Kalista Flockhart, um, Dominic West, lots of people. Um, Christian Bale is Demetrius. Uh, Kevin Klein as Bottom, and Stanley Tucci as Puck. I just want to put that out there. That's so. crazy. I know. Wow. Um we'll 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 be catching up on that very recently. (sighs) They filmed in Italy, um and for most of the the shoot. So yeah, very exciting. Lots of adaptations of Midsummer, but I do find it interesting. It's never been on Broadway. And I feel like like there are other like Hamlet and Macbeth, like a lot of other those other like tragedy dramas. dramas And Romeo and Juliet, I think recently has been on Broadway. I feel like a lot of those get a Broadway run, and not something like I mean, something like this, which is and fun and yeah.
1: Yeah, the reason I think that is Taylor is because of the way that the show ends. I
0: yeah. really
1: think some of that, and I was watching, you know, like All's Well That Ends Well, and uh, Much mm-hmm. Ado About Nothing, and Love's Labour is Lost. Also, those are shows. That kind of end where you're like, oh, did we end? We ended? Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of drama. And this is where we're Mm -hmm. ending. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas with tragedies or romance, you know, which often are tragedies, for Shakespeare, there is this finality of the ending because everyone has died. And it feels grandiose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is about, I mean, we talk about that no all key. the time with Bummer. our Tony, <laughs> we talk about with our Tony's stuff about how like dramas are more well received than.
1: Yes, it's true. Yes, yeah. I would say this is a, one of those moments where A Midsummer Night's Dream reads as musical, right? Like it reads as right. like lighthearted right. and kind of yeah. funny and a little it bit would, like
0: comedy. It would um, lend itself well to a musical.
1: Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I would love that. Yeah. And then Dylan and Cole could um, reprise their roles. And I love Goman. this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And Celine. Uh, yeah. Only murders in the building should do a.
1: And early. Zendaya and Tom yeah. Holland could yeah. also be in it. Yeah.
0: Tom Holland can be Puck. Wow. Um, just. I want to send you the photo of Stanley Tucci um, in Midsummer okay. Night's Dream um, as as Puck. It is maybe one of my favorite things I've seen in a long time. Oh. And. <laughs> It's so he good. Looks like, he looks like Mr. Tomness. Yes, he looks like Mr. Tomness. Oh my gosh, so uh, I had a
1: big crush on Mr. Tomness. So this. Oh tracks. my gosh,
0: I love that. Okay. Um. Well, anything else we want to end on, Rachel, with with Midsummer um, before we kind of introduce our next thing? Yeah.
1: One one last thing for me, I'm sure I'll think of something yeah. later, but one mm-hmm. last thing for me in terms of this this play and in general, Shakespeare, is don't be afraid of it. Yeah. Um, your brain really does adapt to the mm-hmm. timing, the rhythm, and it's not a problem. It is not mm-hmm. cheating to have a resource where it gives you other words. Yeah, Tay has no fear. Yeah. Mine mine has footnotes that give some Like other contexts, certain words, like like once again, like "mude" in this one space, I'm like, what does "mude" mean? And it means caged. I didn't know that, right? Like that's not what I would think it means. And just Mm. don't be afraid of it. The people, Mm -hmm. like you're gonna get, you actually are gonna get more out of reading Shakespeare than you think you will if you just commit a little to doing it. Commit to the band. Remember that it's not Bible and you don't need to know everything that happens. And the more you True. read it, the better you will be at understanding the ridiculousness yeah. of Shakespeare itself.
0: And go see it performed in your community. Like,
1: yes, find your local Shakespeare yeah. company, see what shows are out there. I just saw the amazing Nashville Shakespeare company do much to do about nothing. It was so good. It's set outside mm-hmm. and, uh, I just love it, and live Shakespeare that. makes it so accessible to people because we can right. see, and there's context, and there's just a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So. And
0: there's live people performing it rather than just yeah. sitting on a page. Yeah. So. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. I love that. Uh, wow. We love Shakespeare around here. It, would you consider him like the the greatest playwright of all time? Like. Yes. Wow. That's a it's a high bar.
1: I think so. I mean, also, wow, how did I not bring up my sticky notes? It says Much Ado About Nothings and it's little sticky notes, and
2: that's the bar. I love
0: that. I love that. Also, I've been to Stratford and it's like one of the coolest places ever. It's so So cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Well, something fun that we're going to do with this playback series is we want you guys to join in. Not, Of course, I mean, listen, you can read A Midsummer and come back to this episode if you would like. But um, we want you guys to join in on the... Fun of uh, the play series. So our next playback episode will be coming out in January. So in the meantime, we are Rachel and I have each chosen, I think, three. Right, Rachel? Is yeah, but chosen? you haven't yes. told me yours. Yes, I've not told you mine. But um, we've each chosen three, and we're gonna put them uh, three plays, and we're gonna put them in a hat and pick one for uh, uh, us to read and you guys to read along. So then we can talk about in January, which is gonna be so fun. Um. So it's our little play book club, if you will
1: Yes, um, we want you to yeah. join um, Maybe you yes. can be a guest on our show also That's if you true, get crazy or email us
0: Hello at theaternerdpod.com um, Yes, yeah, so my plays are I wonder if we have any of the same ones Which would be so they funny Just
1: tell me
0: We have uh, Death of a Salesman Is one of them <laughs> Um. August Osage County it's my second one. And then Peter and the Star Catcher is my third
1: Oh, one. okay. Do you want me to tell you mine?
0: Yes, I would love to.
1: Angels in America,
0: <sighs> the classic.
1: Uh, two Trains Running, August Wilson. Love it. And A Christmas Carol, because I was Aww. like, it'll be right after the Christmas yeah. holiday season. Yeah. Okay, I'm um, ASMR. I'm folding the pieces of paper.
0: She's folding the pieces. Do you have a hat?
1: I have a little. I have a little pouch. Is that?
0: Oh, I love out? it. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. It's our theater pouch. It's our it play says, pouch.
1: It literally says, "Follow me on Instagram."
0: <laughs> it's our play pouch. I'm shaking it. Dun, 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 dun. We're shaking it. This is a really good for for a non-visual podcast. Whenever, you know. It'll be great. Here. Can you hear? It? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good, so good on the audio. Okay, here we go. Rachel's gonna reveal the play.
2: <clears throat> <laughs> here we go.
0: We, next we're gonna read. And the it.
1: next play back will be Peter and the Star Catcher. Yay! Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, I'm so excited.
0: So I
2: love this
0: play. I
1: know. I love it. Okay. Uh, Yay! Great.
0: So, Peter and the Starcatcher, access a very accessible play. Yes. I feel like it's it's everywhere. So go and um, grab it from your library. Start you reading. have enough
1: time to request it. Yes. You can do it.
0: True. January and in January, will be, we will be here with our playback. And we'll uh, remind Rachel, you. Yeah, we will remind you. We'll set we'll set some reminders on our on our Instagram and social media. Yeah. Rachel, thank you so much for having this barred conversation. Thank
2: you. Thank no, you. Not,
0: it was never barding. Bo- boring, it was not boring. hard
1: to be the bard today.
0: Yeah, not hard to be the bard. All right, Rachel. Let's talk about our character of the week.
1: Let's do it. Guys, I said guys multiple times, and when I say guys, mm-hmm. I mean y'all. Uh, this is the
0: friends segment. and folks. <laughs>
1: This is the segment where Taylor and I pick a theater character that we're feeling like for this week. So we think, what are we feeling? What have we possibly been up to mm-hmm. since the last time we recorded? And That's what right. theater character could even potentially embody mm-hmm. all of the thoughts, feelings, mm-hmm. and vibes that we have,
0: yeah. And um, there's you know, there's been a lot going on in both of our lives. So uh, we, who could embody <laughs> those the, those personas? Um, We would also love to hear your thoughts. Listen, on all these shows going to Broadway, many, many shows coming, hopefully. We'll get some touring stuff, too. We're waiting on that Shuck touring. Whenever it's going to be announced, we'll be there. Um, We also would love to hear your thoughts, of course, on The Bard himself, William Shakespeare, and A Midsummer Night's Dream and your characters of the week so comment on our social media pages tell us who you are this week and you may get a shout out on a future episode Rachel who Taylor. is your character this week
1: Oh well Taylor you know i was just thinking about Shakespeare obviously and i'm thinking right. there aren't very many amazing women characters as we get the
0: bard on the brain Oh so
1: highly i do have the bard on the brain frequently yeah. Um And I'm just thinking about how there are these characters and specifically this one who is in one of maybe the most famous Shakespeare play.
2: Mm, And
1: she just isn't given any credit. And Mm. she, I I just don't know why. I don't know. I mean, she's present and she is in the mischief and she has to deal with a lot of things and she's managing lots of parts. She's managing being there for this one Love sick child, she's managing being loyal to the family. She's also managing her own things. Like, Mm -hmm. what is even going on with her? Does she have a loved one? We don't even know. We don't even know. And this week, as I prepare for a very big work event, I just feel like I'm doing a lot of stuff. And if Mm. you've ever prepared for work things or been behind the scenes of something, a lot of the times you don't get thanked until after it's all happened. Or you get blamed when it's all done and something goes wrong.
2: Wow. Juliet I how you really feel.
1: think that this is how this person feels. And that's who mm-hmm. I am this week. I am Juliet's nurse.
0: Yes. <laughs> and also, uh, you know, nurses in real life. They're exactly yes. the same. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, true.
1: Yeah. Respect Shout your out nurses. to
0: a- Respect your nurses. nurses. That's what we're doctors. here to talk about. Nurse not X. the bard. We're here to talk about nurses. And Hashtag her.
2: respect.
0: Yeah. Hashtag nurse respect.
2: Um Who are you, Taylor? Who are you? I love Taylor? that. Who, I love this week? that. Who,
0: Who am I? Two four six oh one. No, I'm just yeah. Every yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Every time.
2: Um <laughs>
0: it's just it's right there. It's right there. That's all Who I'm saying.
1: are you? Yeah. As the caterpillar says.
0: Who are you, Alice? Yeah. Yeah. Um Do you yeah, perfect yeah yep yeah. good job i so if you guys haven't listened to last week's episode there's some big announcement <laughs> <Prize>. um my <laughs> wife and i did adopt a baby recently and um it's all going very well lots of sleepless nights actually we're doing pretty well as far as our sleep um yeah now that we're at home in our home we're no longer in our home is what we were calling Hotel. it Is what um, we were calling it Because we had to stay in a hotel for about 10 days And it was a lot Um, So but because of that Lots of you know He he eats every 3 hours So waking up at 2am and 5am To feed him And we have to sing him to sleep a lot of the time We sing him So I've been singing lots of like musicals because that's basically obviously. all i know so i've been yeah. singing lots of like next to normal to him i've been singing <laughs> i Dreamed a dance then. um I love, we, uh, I love the mountain i miss the mountains
1: yeah lots
0: of songs. he loves them obviously obviously um and so this character the character i am this week i feel like there were multiple characters where it's like, how many shows are there where like people are soothing someone to sleep? There's actually a lot of them. So <laughs> I was thinking about this character is putting oh at the beginning of the show, putting their children to bed, singing, putting out the nightlight, and that's right because I am Mrs. Darling from Peter Pan, because I knew she it. sings the song, she sings them to bed, and that's just who I am right now. I'm just always constantly singing that. to my child and putting. I him love to bed, it so.
1: Oh, yeah. it's so cute. Also, you <laughs> would be a great Mrs. Darling, not Thank gonna you. lie.
0: Thank you. <laughs> well I I I actually would love to go for Nana. Is really yeah.
1: Awesome. I know. I know yeah. Nana's the
0: yeah. big, the big one. The
1: the it. big get.
0: <laughs> the big get. Yeah. Well, actually, we. T- I think maybe we've talked about this. How it would be fun if I was Captain Hook and you were. And sweet, I was sweet.
2: Like, yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It It'd would be, be so funny. funny. Yeah. Oh man. Well, if you guys would like to join in on our discussion this week, check us out at theaternerdpod.com or you can also find us on Instagram and Threads with a Z at TheatreNerd Pod and on Facebook at TheatreNerd Podcast.
1: Thank you all for joining us while we're under construction. <laughs> and we will see you next week.